Uh, guys, welcome back to the podcast. This is Jose again. Recently, I changed the name to the Jiu-Jitsu Experience. I think that's the uh, the name I'm going to go with. I really like it. Made some new art. I uh, I guess the, the most recent update is I think I'm three months in now, and I got my first stripe. So white belt with one stripe. Really like it. Um, I'm excited. Knowing I'm feeling more comfortable rolling and everything, so... I'm getting some compliments from people. I still have one guy where I I, I doubt I'm ever going to be able to tap him. I mean, I'm going to have to, you know, get the, my wrestling um, skills way high because that's where he came from. And he knows how to um, adapt to uh, jujitsu from his wrestling. And I, I see him being unstoppable. I mean, he's there's comments from other people about the same guy and i'm hoping to get him on the podcast soon so if he does then um i'll add it to this episode but um well yeah um yeah so that's that's what i've I've done so far so i got one stripe i'm excited for it and i i have a i had a list of um, goals and one of them was to um being able to go from where either I'm in, you know, they're in side control to get to, you know, get their back. And I've, I've achieved, a, achieved a lot of my goals. Another one was to, um, how do I say, I guess there's, you know, the way I've, I've noticed other people have it where they do have people that they want to uh, tap or not get tapped by. And I had three people do, you know, on that list and now I'm down to one. So I'm, um. I'm excited. It it is getting better, and um, with other people, I've noticed that they they've also the same thing. They're like, man, your wrestling is getting so much better. You're rolling. You're you're you know you're getting control even though you're on bottom. You're taking control of things, and you're more comfortable. Like you're not you know flailing your arms around, and you're not trying to escape from things where you're you're just staying calm. So I do feel comfortable there. Um, so. Um, you know that, that I know it's gonna be a couple minutes, but I'm I'm gonna add this to um, when I get my first guest. So I hopefully I could adjust to where we're doing this podcast either at the gym or in a different room, so the sound is even better. I ended up getting a new mic on a on a little stand for me, and then the guest will have the mic on the arm. That way they feel more comfortable. But um, yeah, I'm excited. Uh, three months in, I got a bunch of stories. So, but what I'm going to do is, right now, I'm going to cut over to my first guest, and we're going to talk about our first. Uh, I want to say first injuries, but you know, I guess the first like major injury. And there's a, if you follow on my Instagram at the underscore Jose underscore Feliciano, um, on Instagram, you're you're going to see that. Um, I got an injury that most grapplers get. So uh, if you go to Instagram, make sure to follow and then like, you know, see a couple photos back, a couple of, in a video, you'll see what I'm talking about. But I'm going to get with that with the first guest and, uh, and I'll switch over right now. Thanks, guys. All right, guys. And we're back. Um, my first guest is my cousin. You've seen him on the other podcast I do. Um, Intergalactic and the Neanderthals is McGill. Hello, everybody. Yeah. So, um, I already showed him, but my first injury so far, like I got, I got to count it. I think this is either week ten or eleven. No, uh, thirteen or fourteen, something like that. I know it's been over three months. Is I got my first cauliflower ear. That's a good one. Yeah, I feel like it's, it's a, a lot beginning. smaller. Um, uh-huh. um, I mean, I can still put ear pods in, so that's a good thing. I feel like yeah. it's gotten a lot smaller. It doesn't hurt that much. Like it used to hurt behind more. Like after this, like this is, it still feels squishy. Like this hurts a little yeah. bit, but it would hurt back here. Like it would just be, um, I, I don't know how to describe it. Like it would just hurt. Like you had like um, like a blister. Do you feel uh? Do you feel it pulsing at any time? No, no. <laughs> like after you first started like noticing that it got big, like was it? Like, when you, I guess, fresh, like, swollen, like, was it, like, a really bad annoyance? Yeah. Yeah, like, because I sleep on my left side, and that's where it's at. So I had to, I had to, like, 
like a little indentation. Yeah, and just have my ear there and then go to sleep. But then the second you move, it would hurt. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but no, at first, I, I mean, you saw, do you see the video? Like, yes, I saw it. Yeah, I'll try to have it. Put the needle. I'll try to have it playing in the background of this. But um, yeah, she did two in the bottom and then one on top. Uh-huh. And all the blood came out of the bottom. Nothing really came out on top. Yeah. But I feel like it's gotten smaller. And I feel like. It's yeah, I mean. It doesn't look that like when I'm looking at it now. I mean, it looks like regular, but when like you turn your head, like that's when I notice it. Yeah. So. And uh, I, I'm getting looks already. Like it, it's uh, the the problem with my gym there, there wasn't too many meatheads in it, and then uh-huh. now they're starting to get some meatheads at the gym, and college is over, so now they're coming over to the gym. Um, uh, okay. So they're looking out for a cauliflower here. Like, okay, I need to go yeah. with that guy. He yeah. he wrestles or he uh, yeah. does jujitsu. And you know, I you forget, you forget until you barely tap it on something because the outside of it right here is still like this right here. Like my ear has always uh-huh. been a little messed up. It looked like a rat took a chunk out, and uh-huh. uh, like right here is a little peak. And that part uh, of okay. it, if whenever like this right here gets touched too much, like right now it's sensitive. But if I forget to put the headgear on, and I even do a little yeah. bit of rolling, and somebody will like tap it it'll start, you know, uh, hurting. So you forget about it at the gym until you do this, and you're like, oh, like, it, it just hurts. Like it's, And then it goes, oh, that's why everybody's staring. You know, they're all, they're all, you know, they stare at your eyes, and then they stare at your ear, then back at your eyes. and <laughs> You can they, see, like, the eyes, like, yeah. like swapping. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there is, at the gym, from the school, I think there's, like, four people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, four people from the gym, or from the school that go to the gym. So, and... You know, we always shake hands. We say, what's up? One guy doesn't do BJJ. He does kickboxing, and he still said hi. So he's real mm-hmm. nice. But um, And then the owner, uh, Hoppe, goes there. And I knew yeah. I he was, and I'll try to explain this. He was mean mugging me before I started going to the school. Oh, but wow. I, I think it's just his face. Like, I think he's just the type of guy that doesn't smile until he knows uh-huh. you. Yeah. Well, plus um, you're tall too, so I mean, yeah, you're gonna get looked at anyways. I know, and he's on your height. Like, he's like five eight or something, but like he's your height, my weight, with like even just muscle everywhere. But uh, he's a nice guy. Just you know, we've joked a lot and stuff. And I was like, why weren't you like this before when I said hi? And you just you you'll stare at me and then you just keep walking by. You know, like um, that was before, <laughs> and now we're cool. But um, but and then one of my friends as a deputy. He he used to train with him before, and then he stopped for the money the money issues. But so that's like four mm-hmm. or five, you know. But other than that, you just see the college kids will just stare, and they're the ones staring up and down. They stare to the machine, how much weight you're doing, and and now they're doing all that and staring at the ear, you know. And then yeah. just for fun, I'll wear the shirt, you know, the shirt I'm wearing, the uh, school shirt. I'll wear it. Uh, okay. And, okay. And then that's everybody staring. Everybody stares and. You know, it's like they want to try to take you out, but I think that's like a a normal thing for a gym or yeah, you know, a place like that. Like you, like I mean, just even when I went to the gym, and anytime you went to any rack or anything, like you had people on the side like looking, yeah, saying what you're doing, how much you're lifting, how many reps, and it's like, what, you know, yeah, or just come up to me, like talk to me, because we're I mean we're doing the same thing. I know. So you want to spot me so I can try and go, you know, heavier. <laughs> Yeah, the other day, my friend, he was, um, they just, um, they took over, like, the back portion of another uh, uh, another business next to us, and they made uh-huh. that a CrossFit section, so oh, okay. he got to walk through the free weight section, and I didn't realize he was in there doing CrossFit, so he gets out, I'm doing bench, and I didn't recognize him from, like, you know, being on your back and looking up, and this, to me, some guy with a beard comes up, he goes, you need a spot? And I was like, no. And then I realized, like, oh, it's him. Like, I just, and he normally wears glasses, and he didn't wear glasses this time. Yeah. I was like, oh, man, who's this crazy guy asking me for a spot? You know, but. It's like touching your bar. Hey. Yeah. Me as well. It's all you. It's all you. It's all you. Yeah. It's like, don't, don't push down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I've worked out staring at the owner and uh, uh-huh. looking at what weight he's doing, and then I'll grab more weight on purpose, and I'll stare at him doing some reps. And he goes, and he would just do that face like, oh, okay, okay, yeah. But that's um, funny. Yeah, he, I, you know, the problem with him working out is everybody tries to talk to him because he's such a muscular guy. 
Yeah. And, you know, everybody's like, hey, what's up, man? You know, can I feel your muscle? Yeah. With does me, it, that does it ting? Does it ting when I hit it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you seen that old video? Um, oh, what's his name? Oh, is a YouTuber, the New York Italian guy. Um, oh, uh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, his first video. Uh, the guys at the gym where they go, let me feel that inside quad. Let me feel the inside of it. Is they it go, the bro like, science guy? Bro science, yeah. It was. Yeah, I can't remember like his the the yeah. name, but I know it's bro science. Yeah, yeah. He uh, he got uh, that video was funny. Let me feel yeah, that thigh. I used to love watching those videos. Yeah, yeah. He fell off, but. But talking about YouTube, uh, this will be on YouTube on video, audio, every place else. I think we're not on Apple yet, but we'll be there soon. Um, but yeah, so. I've been doing it three and a half months. I got my first stripe. I'm still a white belt, got my first stripe. Um, and I've noticed everybody is right. Like I still feel feel like I don't know anything and I'm garbage and because I'm going against people that have been doing it for years and they'll tap yeah. me out quick. So to me, it's like, man, I'm such a loser. What's the point, you know? Um, well, I mean, that is the point is to I help know. you, you know, learn yeah. and adapt. Yeah. So you want to get, uh, I guess, tapped out as much as possible. That way it's like, okay, well, I know this is coming. Now I have yeah. to figure out how to get out of it. Yeah, and there's a nice Puerto Rican guy there. Um, I think like the first day, he's a black belt. So the first day we met, he goes, hey, Jose, I didn't roll with you today, but I'm going to roll with you next time. I was like, no, it's okay. You don't you don't have to. Because <laughs> yeah. I've seen him roll. Like he, he, He's just, it was aggressive. It was like. Oh, you can skip it. It's all right. And he goes, no, no, no. I'm going to roll with you next time. I was like, all right, all right. I, I get it. You know, I, I, I get it. And uh, I mean, he, he goes light because I've seen him on another black belt, like hard, like yeah, manhandled that guy. And on me, you know, with me, he's like, man, I, you know, not that I thought he'd be better. I was like, but I thought he would like push harder. But you could tell he's still trying to like see how much I've learned and stuff. But yeah, when I saw yeah, him roll like with testing him. waters. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he taps me every time. I mean, <laughs> it don't matter. Like I think I said the first episode, yeah. they'll let you get so far, and then you know, and then they tap you. Um, but yeah, he was rolling with a, a black belt that was visiting, and he's competing, and uh, they rolled last, and um, he manhandled that guy. I mean, it was it was hard to see. I mean, it was like man, like, and they, you know, that's after rolling the whole day, or you know, a couple hours. And he beat yeah. Him, but yeah, he's 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 really good. Um, yeah, when I had a uh, when I had my boxing trainer, he, I mean, he would like you know we would spar a little bit, but once I like wouldn't keep my hand up on one side, he'd pop yeah. me on that side. Yeah. And he's like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, you know, trying to think because I'm like, I just got hit. I'm like, uh, I don't know. He's like, "Yeah, that's your problem. Put your hand up." And yeah. it's like, okay, sorry. And then like every time like I you know drop down, he's like pop me. He's like, put him back up. Yeah, yeah, with me. As he, yeah, he split me a couple of times. Like, man, like oh, man, that felt great. I know. I was like, it doesn't even look like you have the, enough strength to flip because you know you're starting yeah. off rolling on the ground, and he's still flipping me on the ground, like picking me up and flipping me. Uh -huh. And um, I'll go to move the block to get my hand on his neck, and even before he's already, you know, he he he'll he'll squeeze it, he'll bring it here, and then he'll squeeze it. Mm -hmm. And I get mad. He goes, "Yeah, you gotta stop that." I was like, well, I've been trying to stop that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you're not letting me <laughs> yeah yeah and um so if i just let me win this one time <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah but he's good um he's he's taught me a lot and um but i didn't realize how better i am because the one guy and i'm hoping he's a guest soon um that i've learned the majority of the wrestling grappling is a is a as um he's a wrestler and most okay. wrestlers don't do good in jujitsu because in wrestling you don't do stomach to stomach. You'll do you'll try to flatten out on the ground and uh -huh. give them your back because of course in wrestling there's no you know rear chokes. Mm -hmm. But this guy has he's thrown away all the bad stuff in wrestling and, and picked up all the good stuff in uh, jujitsu. So I have never well I tapped him once, but he was dead tired, uh -huh. and I I think he ended up saying that he got either sick that week or he was sick that week. So that's the only reason, and he and I tapped him with something that he taught me how to do. It's the um, the arm triangle where you yeah. grab around their neck and then you flatten on the ground on the other side, and and um, and he tapped him. When he tapped him, like 
you're right, man. He goes, yeah, I'm just tired. You know, but then now you're like, oh, he was sick the whole time anyway. So, um, <laughs> he, you know, I got goals on like four four white belts because if I I feel like if I could consistently like be at their level, then I could move forward. And I and I got to one of the guys where I wasn't terrified of him, but every time we roll, I'm like, well, here we go. You know, his um his lower back is stronger so i can't push him because then he'll flip me over you know um but now now i realize you know his faults and i told him like you give me your back and the problem with giving me your back is that you know i could get that rear naked like my arms are almost twice the length of yours and my legs are you know he's a little shorter than me but i was like i got more flexibility and he goes no i feel comfortable you know giving you my back like well you shouldn't you know like but if you're okay with that that's fine but Every time we rolled, when I get him on his back, um, or when he gives me his back, um, then I, I normally do the rear naked, or the it's another neck choke that I feel like it's a crank, but they told me it's a, it's a choke. But yeah, so I, I got him. There's another guy that all he did was like Camaros and Americanas, and then now I realize how to overpower that, and now we get stuck to where it'll be pretty much as a draw, or he'll. If it was by points, he'd win. But we'll get to where he's trying to do an Americana, and I'm and I'm holding it, and I'm trying to move around his body. And we're laughing and cracking up because I'm not moving, he's not moving, you know. So he he's probably going to uh-huh. be blue belt really soon. Uh, I think he has already three stripes, but but I've told him as like, I've learned a lot from you, and I'm stealing as much as I can, and he's fine with it. Um, the other one is the wrestler. Like I don't think I'm ever going to be at his wrestling level, but mm-hmm. I'd have to counter it by getting on top. And even though I get on top, he he still has his tricks. He is a lot better when he's on top. So, I, that, yeah. you know, that's my only thing. But, um, and then the other one, the other one, I thought he was a lot more advanced. And then we were wrestling, we were doing rolling yesterday in no gi. And um, mm-hmm. he's like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm like, yeah, you do. Like, you know, you, you've been here a while. And he goes, ah, I, I, he goes, I don't know too much in rolling. Like, like, are you okay? Like, you've been here twice as long as I have, but yeah. But other than that, like, is it uh, is it really different from like gi to no gi? Yeah, like I like gi better because there's a lot more grips. Of course, there's collars and or lapels, yeah. and then the sleeves. Um, and with like with no gi, you're pretty much your jujitsu wrestling. Like, mm-hmm. you could try to grab the wrist. You know, you could try to grab the wrist like that, but. You know, when you're my size, most guys are have wrists where you can't reach all the way around. Um, so you have to do underhooks, and then you're just wrestling to get, you know, to a dominant position. But um, I like gi better than no gi. And people have said that I should be more of a gi fighter or a no gi fighter. But, yeah. you know, it, it's up to that. But uh, one reason I wanted to get you on here, because I know years ago you went to BJ Penn School in Hawaii. When yeah. you were stationed over there, your wife was stationed over there, so. Um, yeah, the UFC gym, uh, BJ Penn. It was uh, full of a lot of people, like, I mean, like, pretty much, you know, the whole island is a lot of people's from boxing to just, you know, UFC, from MMA, would go to that gym. I mean, there was other, I guess, places to go, but a lot of people went there just because, like, they knew that they could get on fight cards a lot easier by going to that gym. Oh, okay. And, uh, I mean, like, there is a lot of times where, you know, BJ would come to that gym and, you know, talk to people or do, like, a lesson or two. Or, um, like, other UFC fighters would come and hang out or they would train there. And, you know, just seeing, like, you know, I guess, like, their level would be really interesting. And just, like, seeing the speed of how they go is really you know cool to see because you know when you just see the actual fight you know like on tv or like in person it's just you know it's it's a lot slower or fast-paced but mainly you know usually it's a lot slower because they're just sizing each other up but in training you know they're they want to go all out because they're trying to build more stamina and just you know get to that point of being good for however many minutes per round so was that um they didn't do jiu-jitsu they did mma uh well they had um different classes you know throughout the whole day so there if you wanted to jump into an mma class they had mma if you wanted to do uh 
BJJ, then there there was that. Like they had like you know they had the octagon, but then they had like a uh, back corner was like a really cool, like huge mat, okay. and that's where all the uh, like grappling, all the wrestling, all the Brazilian, Brazilian jiu jitsu would be going on over there. And to the right of that would be all the uh, you know like the long like punching bags for you know kickboxing and, and whatever. Yeah. So I mean like each one would be you know full, or not full, but you know each one would have a class going on. Yeah. So you could like, you know, like your Mondays could be like kickboxing or boxing. And then Tuesday would be like, you know, grappling. And then Wednesday would be like a class in MMA to learn how to do takedowns or something. That's cool. But everyone, like all the trainers there were like super, super nice. And they would like encourage you like, hey, man, you know, I see that you're doing kickboxing. You know, you want to come and try and do this, you know, like on Saturday or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like they they would just try and get you to, I guess like try everything that way, you know you would just see and just take it to see if you like it and you know make it you know a new hobby or something. Yeah, because a lot of people did you know I would see the time they went there, like I would see people start with like just a boxing thing and then end up you know in the MMA and then start fighting like you know in I guess year two of training there. Yeah. Yeah, I remember. It was pretty cool. I think you took a picture or a video, and BJ Penn's walking around, and also was the top of his head. Like here. <laughs> yeah. He was really nice. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I mean, everybody's nice at the school. That's that's the. There really is no ego. Like the only egos I've seen have been from, uh, first timers. Like the the one funny story was this kid that um I mean he was probably a little shorter than me, like 6'2 or something, like 2'10", mm-hmm. 2'15", uh, in shape. And he was, you know, you get a week free at the school. And he was there the first day, so Monday. And I said, oh, that's awesome. So what we do on Mondays is, you know, 530 is the is the um, the beginner class, the fundamentals. So you're learning, you know, moves and, and how things work. And then if you wanted to, you could stay and watch the competition class because then now you're seeing more experience and even experts doing the same thing or, or beyond. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know if you should, you know, uh, not compete in it, but I don't know if you should participate in the class because if all you know is a little bit of like three things you just learned in fundamentals, like, you know, it's like I, I'd watch it. But then he goes, well, I was undefeated in wrestling, high school wrestling for five years. I never got uh, pinned. And I was like, oh, like I didn't know what that meant. I was like, oh, is that good? And he goes, yeah, I'm part. Of, I'm one of the best. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, but it wasn't a Division One school. It wasn't even Division Two. Like, or if it was Division Two, it was like really low Division Two. You know? I was like, okay, yeah. oh, that that's awesome, man. I was like, so you got the wrestling. So you know, all you gotta do is add the jujitsu, man, and you know, and the locks and chokes and you're there man so fundamentals he did great you know he was a little tired he goes yeah you know i haven't worked out in that long but i was like yeah don't worry about it it's like even if you just want to do 20 minutes of, of the competition class like however long you want to do like there's no egos here like if you can't finish it just say hey i can't finish it i'll, I'll try it you know the next week or whatever and mm-hmm. you know so it starts and we did another warm-up running around the mats, you know, all the everything you do, the high knees, you know, the ankles, and then the rolls and stuff. And he was excited. And then, like, his competition, it's the uh, the owner or the main professor. Um, he was teaching the drills. And they're, they're more advanced, i got to admit. They're, they're uh, the first few competition classes, <clears throat> sorry, I watched. Like, I just, <clears throat> I went to them and I watched them. I didn't, I didn't um, compete. I just wanted to see what they were. And um, and mm-hmm. then after like the third week, he just told me he's like, "You're good. Like, just come into class. Like, don't just sit there. Like, don't worry. If there's anything you can't do, you know, you, we'll work around it." But he he got right into it. Did the few roll? Or the uh, I think we always do three techniques, and then you start rolling. And like two minutes into rolling, or five minutes after the first roll, he's dead tired. He goes, mm-hmm. "Man, I'm tired." I was like, "Yeah, man, don't worry about it." I was like, "Just sit down. If you want to take a break, or you want to go home, it's fine." And he goes, no, I'm going to, you know, I'll, I'll go and roll. And you see him, like, trying to do his wrestling thing. And, like I yeah. said, wrestlers will throw their, you know, they'll throw their back to the people when he keeps getting tapped. And he's trying to throw his strength on somebody. And the guy's flipping him or, or um, sweeping him 
or the guy who just let him, you know, get on top, act like he's doing something, all of a sudden he's in a choke. And you see him getting like, <laughs> you, you, you see him getting angry, and then, um, like, it was an odd number of people. I had to sit out one, and he comes up, and he's dead tired. And uh, he's like, man, I can't do this. Exhausted. Yeah, he's like, I think I'm done. I was like, oh, we got 20 minutes left, man. Don't worry about it. He goes, after 20 minutes, then we, you know, we all bow out and shake hands, take a picture. And he goes, oh, okay, man, if it's just 20 minutes. And, like, he came in with an ego. And I think he, he pissed off one of the guys because that guy just, and the guy's short, like, 5'4". Little, I think oh, he's wow. a firefighter, just manhandled him for five minutes. And, uh. And then he went to the bathroom, came back two rolls later. So now we have just the last roll. So five minutes left. He tries to get like an easy one. And the guy, again, just, you know, manhandles him. Everything he's doing, he's countering. And at the yeah. end of the class, after we, you know, we bowed out, shook hands, took a picture, he goes, yeah, um, I got college. I got a job and I got to study. <laughs> like, I don't know if I could do this, you know. Yeah, I was like, well, I mean, this is a little too much. Yeah, I was like, why don't you try the nogi? Like, you try, you know, like nogi is probably closer to the wrestling. Like, why don't you come in tomorrow, uh, six thirty uh-huh. or um six? He goes, oh man, I just I got I got to work, you know, and I'm working you know ten hour days or something. I was like, okay, and to me, like that was like the first time it happened. I'm like, I guess he'll be back. He never came back. Ne- I mean. Wow. It, and one of the other guys goes, that kid right there is never coming back. He's a quitter. You can see it in his face. Like, he thought this was easy. And, and I was like, oh, he said he was some unpinned wrestler from high school. And the guy's like, what do I care about wrestling? This ain't, re-, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then the other one was, um, there was these two kids. And I haven't seen them in a while, but I think they just, they have real work schedules. But they came in and they didn't do any fundamentals class. They went straight to a rolling class or a competition class. And they're doing all these things like that you see on UFC. And I mm-hmm. said, how long have you been doing this? He goes, oh, first day. I'm like, oh, well, you, you can't do that. Like, if, if the instructor hasn't allowed you to do that, then you can't do it here. Yeah. And he goes, oh, that's funny. That's what the, uh, that brown belt told me. I'm like, well, if you've already been worn once, <laughs> you know, like, and, and you just did it. He did a heel lock on me or um, not a heel lock, a, uh, yeah. a knee, a knee lock or something. Uh, you know, like if, if it already somebody already warned you, and you just said it to me, and I'm talking to you about it, like, and if you look over, like the owner's staring straight at you, like he's he he saw the whole thing, yeah. you know, he told me to tap, you know, like so, because it, it wasn't hurting, but like I didn't I didn't understand why you were doing that, like that's advanced, you know, and he goes, yeah. oh okay, techniques. yeah, like it's like that's how it works you're like you had you got to get permission to use something even if you're taught it sometimes they'll they'll tell you not to use it during rolling you know yeah. so he didn't listen and then he tried it with somebody else and this is a big guy he's um like six foot like 260 he said and then so we did that when i tapped into the next roll or he rolled with somebody and that guy just beat him up i mean and it's funny watching him like sprawling like a cat like trying to get mm-hmm. out and the guy you know stayed on top and um and then when I rolled up the next time, I I was riding him like a like a horse. Like I just I stayed on him, and he's trying to do everything. And then I'm grabbing one arm, going that being arm bar. And like here, I I lock your shoulder. And I was like, do you know how to get out of this? He goes, no. I'm like, well, that's what fundamentals class is for, man. Like, so then like in the roll, I'm going, all right. So put your elbows here and push, put your leg. You know, I'm teaching him how to get out of a of a, of a full uh, guard. And he goes, oh, okay. And then I was like, all right, so let's roll. I'm probably going to get back in full guard again. And then you try to get out of it. And we get back in full guard, already forgot what I taught him. You know, so mm-hmm. I did, yeah. And then um, the, the, the owner talked to him and said, hey, you need to come to fundamentals. Like, don't come to competition. He goes, well, we've been watching UFC since we were kids, and we're ready to become professional UFC fighters. And he goes, oh, you're, you're not here. Like, you got years from, you know, to do that. Like, you, you, you got to learn stuff. So then they came back a couple of days later, and I rolled at the other one, and he's doing that the knee guard where you put it up the knee, the leg behind their head, the whole, yeah. and you know he's doing all that. And I was like, do you know what you're doing? He goes, no. I'm like, all right. I mean, if you don't know why you're doing that for, you know, that's just like a hold. Like you're you're holding to position something, but you're not positioning. You yeah. know. And then he went hard. He tries to go hard, but. You know, I'm, I was a lot stronger than him, so I ended up, forgot, he tried to get out, and I just kept bringing him down, and then I just held him, 
Like I didn't do anything but just I, I tried to keep him in one position, and then he rolled yeah. with um with a friend of mine, and and I think he either elbowed him or, or kicked him in the nose and almost broke his nose. And that oh, guy, man. that guy's the type of guy that gets mad, you know. Yeah, so plus, I mean, like when you get in the nose like that, it, and it was right it, here, it makes you mad. Yeah, yeah, and it was right <laughs> here. And his wife's a nurse, and his wife's like, "Well, if it's broken, it's broken. Like, there's nothing you could do. Like, it's, you have to heal." Yeah. So then the owner talked to them. He goes, "You need to calm down, or you're out of the school." So then they've been coming, and they've been calmed down. And but like again, like he did this uh, straight arm, and uh, and I, and I tapped, and he kept doing it. And I was like, "Hey, like I'm gonna elbow you in the face next time. I'm gonna you know slice your 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 eyebrow open. Like like if somebody taps, you're done. You know. And if I mean if you're like in a weird position where it's hard to get out, just go hold on, and then you get you know." You get your arm out or you roll out, you know, don't roll on their knee, you know, just be nice. So like when they tap or if you think they tap, you could you could still hold it and go, did he tap? I was like, but don't just keep going. Yeah. And then uh, I think on one of them, I got the rear naked. And before, could you know, you get the rear naked, you do this and, you you know, you, you, you lock it with your bicep. And as I'm doing this, he's already about to tap. And I was like, no, 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 no. You, you, you need to feel it. Like, don't quit, you know. So then I ended up grabbing. Yeah, I grabbed his arm and I locked it with my leg, and then I did it. And he goes, "Okay, okay." And, but ever since, like, they got talked to a second time by the owner because he did—I forgot what he did to me. I think he elbowed me in the like in the forehead, where if it was harder, it would have it would have split it open. And I think the way I said, "Oh man," like it, it sounded like I was probably going to fight him or something, because the owner did pull him to the side and said, "Calm down, or you're out of here." Yeah. And you know they've been calm, but I haven't seen them in a while. But yeah, the, the that's the only ones where they have egos. But I mean, when he came in and said, "We're ready to be UFC fighters," I'm like, "No, you're not." Like, you yeah, <laughs> I mean, I've been watching this for like ten years. Yeah, and I'm ready to get in the yeah. octagon myself. It's like, no, you're not. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, they're, they're not quitters because they keep coming. But it's like you know, you you could watch videos of technique because I do watch a lot of technique videos, but. If you don't understand them, you could, you know, record it and then show your instructor and go, hey, what, what is this, you know, how is this working? How, how is he doing that? And I've done it with a few things. And the guy goes, ah, you could do it. He goes, your legs are too long. They're not going to work. You know, that's not going to work on you. But um, but don't just come in and try something because, I mean, he he reached yeah. back, grabbed, like the guy had him on a triangle. So he reached back and grabbed the guy's leg and then tried to slam it on the ground. And that guy, that guy angry. So he ended up just getting it tighter. And, um, and when he reached back, um, he positioned, you know, he moved his hips out of the way and, and the guy almost went out. But that's the only egos. Like, I've asked stupid questions to, like, even blue belts, and they'll answer it. You know, I was like, why are we doing this? Like, why am I moving my hips here? And it's as simple as, like, yeah. well, when you move it, you know, it locks it in and stuff. So, um, and everybody's answered. Like, everybody's super nice. Um, and then I've even joked with the owner about stuff. We were joking about uh, civics the other day. He goes, Jose, <laughs> did you have one of those civics when you were younger? I was like, yeah. He goes, you buy for 10 grand? I was like, and you put 40 grand into it. Yeah, I know. And he goes, no. <laughs> I was like, yeah, we all did. That was 20 years ago, man. Like, I mean, yeah. now they're doing it again. They're buying civic hatchbacks. Or well, they're classics now. They're classics. That's yeah. the, I mean, they're they're actual like vintage cars now. Some of them are twenty five years plus. So, like here, I went to a couple car shows and like all these like uh, mid nineties Civics are there and like they have like the motor swaps and engine bays looking nice and like that's all they're doing is just keeping the interior nice and clean and then making the engine you know show worthy. Yeah. And it's like wow. Yeah. Yeah. Here, I mean, there is there's some there. There's a Mazda 3. <clears throat> I don't think it's a Speed either. I think it's a regular Mazda 3. And he has a fake plastic, it looks like a Lego piece, um, supercharged <laughs> V8 uh, bolted onto the hood. With a, oh, wing, nice. with a wing on the hood, almost like the pickup truck, like the big semi-trucks have on the top. Uh -huh. And then a wing in the back. That's like, perfect. Yeah, it looks like an actual, like, um, like the Transformers cars. Uh -huh. It looks like one of those, or it looks like a little matchbox, like a fantasy matchbox car. And there's two of them, and I forgot what the other oh, one is, but if only one of them did, you know, went to your your uh, your class, yeah, <laughs> so you can see it every day. Yeah. yeah. So what what made you want to do that? Yeah. Like, how stupid are you? Yeah. At the <laughs> at the school, there's 
I mean, there's Mustangs and um, the young kid just ended up buying a Mustang. Was a nice. He's real cool. I think the owner has a Corvette. He has a bunch of cars, but one of them's a Corvette. Nice Corvette mm-hmm. fixed up and yeah, but there's not too many here. It's a lot of pickup trucks, and then they'll have the you know three flags in the back. All day. Yeah. Yeah. They'll have that here. Um, that's not here. So that's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a lot of cars here. Yeah. Yeah. We got a lot. Of, and then there's square body meetups every now and then. Those oh, are yeah, scary. But... Yeah. Those are the scary ones. But but yeah. So you did the BJ Penn classes. Like, was that more of a fitness thing or did you actually like want to do it? Uh, not compete, but uh, like. Uh, I wanted just to dabble in like everything. So I wanted to learn like techniques you know because a lot of it you could use for like you know self-defense and stuff for situations yeah and because i mean you you never know what's going to happen while you're out with your family or by yourself yeah so i mean i took um kickboxing boxing and a little bit of the jujitsu i mean like now like i i want to get into the jujitsu thing because you know talking to you and stuff but i kind of just want to get back into it just so that I can, you know, just be more of like active and stuff. Yeah, I know what's his name. Always has to have a Gracie school down there. He has a Gracie school everywhere. Like, yeah, um, I mean, there's a lot of schools here. I just haven't like looked into it yet. I will like when my wife gets back. I'm I'm gonna look into it. But I mean, I enjoyed like all the classes that I did and like all the instructors. Like, I think like that's like the best part is just having like the instructors be so helpful and like wanting you know, you to learn. Mm-hmm. So like, if they see you, like, even just your, like, position of your feet, if you're not standing correctly, so be like, hey, you know, you want to like adjust it to this so that it, that way you have more of a, you know, like, a, like more power into your hit or into your like swing or like, if you're doing a leg kick, like you want to put your left foot, like, you know, pointing that way, and then you'll follow through with your right. Yeah. And like, and um... like the so I I I um I'm being taught Carson Gracie jujitsu, uh-huh. and I just thought it was all Gracie, but I didn't. the The main difference is what I'm told is that Carson Gracie is a lot of smash and pressure, where okay. some of the other Gracies will be more um like a I guess not a response, more like a defensive type of pressure where you're reacting to something, and there is pressure. You know, it's all going to be the same arm bars, triangles, you know all that, but it's just the style that Carson Gracie had of um like constant pressure and, and smashing um yeah then led to a little debate that we'll talk about did you ever see the the original like uh few ufcs that hoist gracie was in yeah like the very early years yeah yeah like i just yeah, saw they didn't have all 10 but i saw early 10 uh ufcs on espn and I was disappointed in Hoist because I remember seeing it years ago, and I was like, "Man, he was so cool!" Like, you know, he just laid there and they, he beats them, you know. And and then mm-hmm. going to a little class and seeing how like active and like how much pressure we're being taught, and then seeing that that when Hoist was just pretty much laying on his back in UFC one and waiting for the guy to make a mistake, uh, I forgot what he got him. I think armbar or something, or triangle or something. I forgot what he did, but. Like he he did nothing, and then the one with Ken Shamrock where they did nothing for thirty five, thirty seven minutes, and it was a tie at the end. Like I was talking to somebody in class about that, and he goes, "Well, that's the main difference because back then Hoist was getting beat. Hoist was losing so many fights because he was smaller, he wasn't as strong, but he wasn't not as good, but he he wasn't one of the better um, Gracies to compete." Yeah. So they set up, and everybody said that they've set up the UFCs for jiu-jitsu to win. You know, they always had a striker mm-hmm. versus a very good grappler. And and they were trying to set it up where at the end there would be a, a striker versus a grappler. And, of course, what's Hoist going to do? He's going to take you to the ground. And they would get strikers that, do, that knew nothing on grappling, no wrestling. It was all either kickboxing or karate or something. So they were setting mm-hmm. it up knowing that, the second he swings, you duck it, you take him for a single leg or a double leg, and then you take it on the ground, and you know, and then that's it. They're defensive. So, um, would like after taking those classes and seeing those videos, would you think the same that like Hoist really wasn't 
showing the best of jujitsu because he he was really like not dominant. He was like docile, and that UFC two he couldn't even yeah. finish or three or whichever yeah, I one. I noticed that too. Like I'm more like you know I'm let me get back. Yeah, but I'm like I don't know. I guess like the that era, you know, like the beginning stages of UFC was. I don't know, it was kind of crazy just watching it, you know, just seeing different styles coming in. I mean, like, I remember seeing, like, then there was, like, a fighter with, like, one glove on. Mm-hmm, And he fought somebody, and I was like, why does why is he only wearing one boxing glove? Like, yeah. does that make sense? Yeah. So, I, you know, it might have been, like, more, well, I'm not saying, like, more of a show at the beginning, but to grab people's eyes, it was, you know, like, a lot crazy, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it was more, um... I guess it was more ultimate. Like, I feel like today it, it's. I feel like uh, UFC is going to be uh, transitioning again in a couple of years, but back then it really yeah. was ultimate fighter. Like, I mean, I know it was set up for jujitsu to win, but I mean, it was their 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 thing. Like, the Gracie set it up. So I mean, if it was yeah. a kid, plus game, like the early years, didn't they fight multiple times in like one night? Yeah, like, it was like it was all tournaments. Yeah, like you fought. Like at seven o'clock, if then you have wait for your next match. Yeah. Then come back in. Yeah. So it wasn't like training six months for like your one opponent that yeah. night. It's like yeah, you had to train for multiple people that night. Yeah, and uh, I like the tournaments because I did like that about um, I think Strikeforce or Elite See, I think Strikeforce did it. And I think Bellator is doing it, but they're extending their tournaments. It's it's you know they'll probably have like two middleweights a night, you know, for a month, yeah. and then next month will be another two and stuff, but. Yeah, it was um, it was sixteen fights total, but I think the first one was only eight. But then the next one was sixteen. You only saw the lot, you know, the I, I'd say I guess semifinals, so the last eight. So you didn't see the first eight um, eight fights, right? Yeah, yeah. It'll be like a I guess like a pretty much like an all day pay per view if they did that. Yeah, yeah, they'd be there. Or like you know, like the prelims would actually be like the actual pay per view. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be six hours, I guess, because it'd be 16 guys show up and then eight fight, and then out of those eight, you see the last, you know, four and then two and one. But um, that's how they set it up. Like, it, it was, I don't know. I, I like the tournaments, but then the one where Hoist couldn't even compete because he was so tired, it was because he had rolled with, it was chemo. or Yeah, chemo. Mm-hmm. Chemo, chemo. And... Chemo knew enough grappling where he took him to the ground, and that's when I realized watching it, I was like, oh, like, he was such a great jujitsu fighter, he didn't know how to react to a guy on him. Like, he, he wasn't really showing a good example of jujitsu, but, and then he ended up, I forgot how he, I think he choked him out, but that's when he had, like, his ponytail, and he was using it, um, but he, he didn't know how to punch, or even though he was hitting him. Um, he, he couldn't do yeah. anything, but then he ended up choking him up, but he got so tired because what they would do is they weren't staggering the fight. So he won that fight. He went back. And then I think the next fight he had to come out for. So it wasn't like you fought and then, Hey, you're not going to fight for, um, you know, we're going to have another match, a break. It was, you fight. Um, and then, you know, you're going straight into a, uh, um, the next one. But if the next one goes 10 seconds. You're back, you know. You're back right after that. So <clears throat> that's why what's his name was so tired. Hoist was so tired he couldn't compete. But um, they fixed that portion. But I don't know. But yeah, just looking back, feel, like he he wasn't that good, you know. And I feel like some people, I guess in the industry now, I think they'd be up for like that style again, where they you know they have to fight a couple times in a night because. I mean, there's some matches where it's like they're in and it's like 10 seconds. Yeah. You know, like, you know, if it's like someone breaking their leg, arm, whatever, yeah. like, you know, the past couple of years that's been happening, it's like, you know, the guy, I mean, he's ready to go again. Like, yeah. if, you know, if you already have him lined up or the next contender lined up, like, that guy should be ready to fight that night just yeah. in case. Because, yeah. I mean, it's like people are paying for something and it's like only lasting, you know, 15 seconds. It's like, all right, well, what's the next fight? Yeah. And then there's been some where like t- they finish them so early that they'll be like, let's show you this fight we had earlier today. And there's nobody yeah, in the show a prelim. Yeah. They'll like replay a, a prelim fight. Yeah. And it's like, oh, my God. Yeah. There was, I remember the, the one where they tried starting them at 9 instead of 10, the pay-per-view mm-hmm. portion. And I, I drove to my friend's house. It was like an hour and a half away. 
And uh, I get there, and I think the whole night was done like at 10.15. So pay-per-view started at 9 instead of 10. First fight was a knockout. Second was a knockout. Third was a knockout. Um, and then the last one was uh, uh, Overeem versus somebody. And then he knocks him out, same thing, 20 seconds. And yeah. with, even with all the pause and all the little trailers to the next fight, 10.15, everything was done. And me and my buddy are cracking up. I was like, well, I thought I'd be tired. I was like, all right. And, you know, had a coffee, drove back home, went to sleep. But, like, I was prepared, you know, to like, well, after the fight, I'll probably hang around, maybe, you know, sleep in the couch or something and, <laughs> you know, head home like 2 in the morning. But, no, we were done at yeah. 10. And then I never did that again. So, um, Yeah, that's the bad thing about the sport is, like, you really don't know how long it's going to be. But then it's like they fill up, you know, in between fights with so much stuff that you really don't care about. Yeah. Like that's what makes the pay-per-view so long. Yeah. And it's like, Oh my God, just bring out the next person. Yeah. And now I've realized that they have so many trailers for stuff. They'll have a trailer for fights that the, the problem with the UFC is like, not every fight's going to happen because they'll say, Hey, you know, uh, Jones is going to be going against uh, Nganu, but then, and they'll have a trailer and then, you know, th to fill in time, they'll play this trailer for five UFCs in a row, fight nights and everything. And then mm -hmm. two weeks before Jones gets hurt or something, or Nganu, you know, they have to extend it. So, yeah, they play these yeah. trailers for months, and it, you could tell it's just, hey, just in case the next fight is, you know, going out, let's play thirty minutes of uh, of trailers. But on uh, on ESPN, I'll fast forward through everything, and I've watched an entire UFC in an hour and twenty minutes because most of it was trailers <laughs> and waiting and interviewing and. Yeah, and then listen, yeah. listening to them talk about the same punch like ten times, and Joe Rogan, what do you think about the punch? And it's like, what does it matter? You know. So. Yeah. Or they'll be like, well, this is the the plan for July fights and August and yeah. September. And it's like, what's happening next week? Yeah. Or what's what? happening in the next five minutes? Like, are they going to come out, or am I going to see the, yeah. the next trailer for Fast and Furious? Yeah. And what I'm <laughs> what what's getting really bad? Like, it was getting really bad now with UFC is uh what is it fight clock is sponsored by uh fast nine what's the next one? fast 10 fast nine whatever <laughs> it's like but he'll say it like as you know they're saying you ready are you ready it's like fight clock is sponsored by fast nine and then they'll start the fight it's like everything's sponsored by something and then they'll be like uh i don't yeah. think they have ref cam that's tfl but something else um oh the the graphics now that show up on the screen that's sponsored by somebody instead of like Wow. This is the graphics. <laughs> like, yeah, graphics sponsored by Reebok. Yeah, yeah. And, it was, oh, it's like, come on. So every like the ring mat sponsored by Modelo. Yeah, everything <laughs> gets sponsored by somebody. Like, because I know the ring mat has their own, but then the backs, like each foam piece that covers something mm -hmm. has its own sponsor. Um, now the fight clock, the interviews, the. The uh, buckets. Yeah. <laughs> the. Uh, We'll be right back with the uh, results sponsored by blah, blah, blah. You know, it's like, come on. Like, so it's getting so commercialized that I, I was cracking up uh, the other day because I was like, everything's sponsored now. And then you realize, well, they got to make money. But, like, every single thing is sponsored, man. So that, well, I mean, if you look at, like, Joe Rogan and the commentators, like, they have, like, sheets of paper. And I'm yeah. pretty sure all those sheets are the sponsors. Yes. Yeah. Don't forget to mention this at this yeah. time, at this, at yeah. this time, in between rounds. Mentioned these sponsors? Yeah, and they've, they've mentioned sponsors during the actual fight. And, mm -hmm. you know, I was like, Comier goes in for a punch. Remember that uh, blah, Fast Nine's coming out April 10th, and then keep they'll keep going. Uh, like, ah, uh, it's so bad. But um, This 10 count sponsored by? Yeah. <laughs> Knockdown. Knockdown is sponsored by uh, Tecate. This left hook is sponsored yeah. by Chick-fil-A. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Yeah, I, I mean, like, they got rid of the sponsors on the fighters' mats, or uh, not mats, on the trunks. And I feel like now everything else is sponsored except for the fighter. Like the fighter can still be sponsored, but nothing. He can't show any sponsorship on them in the in the ring. But um, I know yeah, Ben. Boxing, uh, was it boxing had like the the writings on the the boxers, right? Like on their backs. Yeah. They would have like the sponsor or whatever. Yeah. Well, even um, the UFC had it before when before Reebok took over. Before Reebok oh, took over. the tapes and stuff. Yeah. Before Reebok took over, the pants would have. You know, right across the butt was the was the uh, the most expensive. Going down the legs were the second. The groin was the cheapest or something, because mm -hmm. if you were on top, all you're going to see is their butt. So that's that was twenty grand to put your stupid logo condoms.com, you know, back yeah. there. But 
Reebok took over and they they did their payment system different, and then now they're done. And I think it's Venom. Yeah, it is Venom. Because I was looking yeah. up some some shorts for uh, No Gi, and I had a nice pair of Venom brand. And then when I came back to buy them, they had already doubled price. They went from you know twelve ninety nine to thirty six ninety nine because now they're the official sponsor of UFC, you know, yeah. or the official wardrobe sponsor of the UFC, you know, for the fighter, not nobody else. So yeah, so now you gotta go and get like the Reeboks that are yeah. on clearance. Yeah, yeah. Now I'm gonna get Reeboks and. But I mean, I was like, "How did this go up? Like, you know, twenty five dollars like in a week, you know?" And then I was like, "Oh, they lost Reebok, and now it's Venom." And one guy at the gym had—he's had it for a while, but he goes, he had a Venom bag and a Venom gi. And I was like, "You get that because of you?" He goes, "No, I can't afford this now. This thing was sixty nine ninety nine, you know." I was like, <laughs> "Now it's like you know one ninety nine, you know." I bought it because it was cheapest, so. But. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's getting bad. You watch PFL at all? uh i did a little bit but just i don't know like i'm I'm starting to get like on and off of like watching it yeah um i i don't they'll show one on espn plus and then the other one espn three i don't have that one mm-hmm. um, but then like two weeks later they'll show it on espn plus so i'll watch it but i sort of like the uh the fact that there's a season and and um you know you're you're, you're a, as a fighter you're guaranteed to fight every six weeks i think or every month and yeah. at the end of the season, then, you know, the better you do with takedowns or either a knockout or a win or TKO, whatever, um, then you go to the postseason and stuff. I sort of like that because it makes you want to be, you know, it makes you more competitive instead of saying, i got these two rounds. Let me just win. Let me just, you know, run this third round because yeah. he, he could get something on you and get more points. He could lose, but you only get like two points for you know, a point win and, you know, and then the next one he could get a, a knockout. He gets four. And he's he's above you, even though he has a loss and you don't. So, so I do yeah. like that, but there's been a lot of veteran fighters going to it that are losing. Like, uh, not Gaethje, what's the other one? Pettis went there and he's lost twice, I think. Yeah, what's it called? Uh, I forgot his name. He's a Brazilian guy. And he just like said that he's gonna retire from like MMA and, and focus on boxing. And then he said that he wants to fight uh De La Hoya. For Doom? For du- Is it for uh, Doom? Maybe. Yeah. I can't remember his name, but like that's like what I saw today, like um oh, okay. I was I was watching on like, YouTube like MMA, you know, stuff and yeah. uh he you know, yeah, he was like, Yeah, you know, I'm gonna quit or not quit, but, you know, I'm going to stop uh, doing MMA. I'm going to start working on boxing, and I want to fight um, Oscar on his, like, you know, celebrity fight. Yeah. yeah that's So, yeah. I'm we'll see about that. that. Yeah. Yeah, Verdum was another one that went to PFL, and he lost. But that was a little um, weird because, did you see that fight? Yeah. The guy tapped. Mm-hmm. And then he let go. But then I guess, like, the ref didn't stop it. The guy came back and kept going. So, like, and then they they asked him, are you going to contest it? He goes, no, I'll just go to the next fight. But that's like, he's an old school fighter. And he's like, mm-hmm. what's the point? I'll just go to the next one, you know, or, you know, so. But I, I, I like PFL a little better. I think he's getting stale again, and they're trying. Yeah, I mean, it's, I don't know. Like, a lot of people have been saying that UFC is just, like, it's not, it's, it's okay like, right now, but it's not as popular anymore. Yeah. Yeah, because even uh, I was talking to somebody at school about it. Um, Conor McGregor, like, he wasn't that good of a fighter. Like, he won a lot, but it wasn't like he won. He didn't win important fights. Like, he got the belt. Yeah. He got some other stuff, but he didn't win like an actual like important fight. He, you know, he lost to Nate Diaz when it was really important, and then he came back and ran, and then won by points. So he did stuff like that, and then. He lost to Nemeka um, Madoff, which I knew he was going to lose. Like mm-hmm. I, was, I told somebody, like he has a chance. Like he has no chance. Like he, when he first came out, they were saying he was a wrestler, and then they said he was a striker. And then yeah. I don't even know what he is now. Like I don't know if he's he's back to being a striker or a grappler or whatever. Like so he's I mean, just, every time I see him, he's, he's always trying to strike. So yeah, but like he wasn't but, that good either. Like. He, I don't know. So I, I feel like he just he was just a loud mouth that got people to watch and he got people excited mm-hmm. and and it does happen. I mean, boxing's done it where people have 
pay money to see boxers go to lose. And then at the end, you know, it's a draw or he'll win or he'll lose. But it don't matter because then you know, he knows that in six months he's going to do it again. He'll pick a fight. Like Mayweather did it. Mayweather kept winning. But there's been other fighters that will just go. They'll pick a fight online with somebody and, you know, and um, make an important fight. Absolutely means nothing. There's no belt. It's just a prize fight. But, but oh well. I think what's his name? Uh, this will be like Connor's third fight in the UFC back, right? Like after like the Mayweather boxing thing, like he fought. Yeah, yeah, he, he did uh, Gaethje, right? Yeah, and I think he's doing what uh, Poirier, 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 Poirier. Yeah. Like, but I don't think he's really won. Like I think he's like lost like all, all the fights. Because he fought, what's his name? Um, Did he fight the, the, the I don't know. Or was it Poirier? He, I know he beat Poirier, but like... He the, beat Poirier the first time. Yeah. But, but I don't know, like, I, I, like I'm like i starting to see like all these, you know, like, you know, from when like I started watching USC, like, uh, you know, all these, you know, popular like fighters that are still in it, like now they're starting to get losing streaks and, you know, one by one, like... You know, they're getting older, but, like, now they're starting to retire. Yeah. And, like, you know, Tony Ferguson just lost, and people are like, you know, should he quit or should he go? And it's like, yeah. so if Connor loses, like, are they going to ask the same thing? It's like, should he quit yeah. or should he, you know, keep yeah. going? And it's like. Because what they're saying with Tony Ferguson is if he loses another one, it's four. Yeah. Like, they cut Jacare. Yeah, that was, he... like, this week, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, like, how can he cut him? And, like, he's 41. He lost four fights in a row. Like, that's how. Worked, yeah, I, think he, but... I think he broke his leg or his arm or something. The arm, yeah, he broke like, the arm. Yeah, but so it's like, yeah, it's like he broke his. And what's his name? The the dude that just broke his uh, shin. Uh, Weidman. The last year. Yeah, like like that's gonna take a while, to, you know, yeah. to heal up. And it's like, do you really want to try and fight? Yeah, yeah, because the Cause way I'm pretty uh... sure he's not gonna throw a cake after that. I know, because when what's his name Silva did it, they still weren't. Silva was on some juice because you need to have it to rebuild like the bone that quick. But now yeah. that they test everything, you have to have an actual full recovery. That could be a year or two. Like, like Civil was back in six months or less than that. But he took stuff mm-hmm. to help rebuild. But yeah. now he can't. So, so yeah, like a lot of you know fighters that you know, were like really popular. I mean, they still are, but like you know noticeable. Like now they're getting the questions like, should you keep going or not? If you yeah. are on a losing streak or if you're just not what you were. Yeah. Like, um, when Pettis left, Pettis left because he could have resigned, but I forget. I don't know. I, I just think he got tired of UFC and the, the way it's run. But he had yeah. lost some. I think he sort of, I feel like some fighters will lose some to get cut because if you don't, if you retire, then UFC owns you. If you ever want to come back, you got to come back to UFC unless they just want to, you know, cut your contract. But, yeah, he, yeah. he oh, he went free agent, so his contract ended. And then he didn't renegotiate with UFC, so. But I don't know. It's all getting boring right now, anyway. So. Mm-hmm. But I know. Football will come back. Yeah. <laughs> I know that um, I'm gonna compete in an in-house tournament um, June 5th. Oh, that's be, cool. Are yeah. you guys gonna like have a, a live stream? I want to. That'd yeah. Be cool. I'm gonna have um, I'm gonna have a friend of mine there recording it, and I think I'm just gonna set up my phone to live stream it. I'm trying to have like have the owner like, hey, you know, you could live stream it at the school, like, like yeah, nothing like, legal. You have a Facebook or whatever, and yeah. Live stream it to the Facebook. Yeah, so I'm or gonna you can make that. a Twitch account or uh, yeah, call YouTube. Yeah, and I and I think he was talking to somebody about wanting to get into like social media and YouTube and stuff, and uh, so I, was like, I got a ton of ideas that that just the way things are done now. Like, if you want to do instructional videos, like VJJ Fanatics is the number one for that. You know, for having instructional videos on how to do this move or that move, whatever. Um, but if you want to get into that, you got to change it. You got to do an instructional video, but like change how the cameras move in. Like, cause the way they set up the videos is they just have one camera on a tripod and whether you could hear them or not, like it, it's that they record it. So it's like, definitely yeah, you got to have a stationary cameras. Yeah. You got to have a boom mic. So the, the audio is better. You got to have, you know, a few cameras and, that way you're in different spots and stuff, you know, and then edit it, you know, you want to be better than what's there. So, um, yeah, but yeah, I'm, I'm going to try to live stream it. He said there's no problem recording it. So let's see if I could live stream it, but that's an in-house one. So yeah. that's just, um, that's nothing. That's, you know, just 
because there's three schools that all compete, um, three Carson Gracie schools, and we all compete with each other. So, um, yeah. And then I think it's June 12th. I'm doing the an actual tournament, uh, Arte Suave Cup, in uh, Tampa or Clearwater. I think it's Tampa. So mm. that one is a legit, you know, legit one. So, so I'll be doing that. That'll probably be the next. That may be what's on the next episode if if I keep doing these monthly or if I just do them um, bi-weekly. Because even if it's bi-weekly, yeah. it'll be by then. But and then the Monday after that Saturday in-house tournament, I'm back at my work office. So my uh, vacation yeah. at working from home is done soon. So <laughs> yeah. I'm going to miss being here, but, you know, COVID could come back anytime, you know, <laughs> and then we have to be it was here. Never, it was never here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but all right, man, thanks for being on the episode. Um, like Yeah, I said, man. I always enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of fun and I'll have you on here more often. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, but all right, guys, I'll see you next time. Bye. Later.